Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Thursday, November 16th. It is six minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So we're going to start the show off today with Chip Roy. He is a Republican from Texas. He's part of the Freedom Caucus, and he gave a surprising speech yesterday where he accused his own party of having done nothing with their majority in the House. They have 222, 21 seats. The Democrats have 230. 13 seats. I saw this yesterday, Casey, and I said we must lead with this mm-hmm. audio because this is the thing that we talk about every single day and then there are always people, well you're so mean to the Republicans and they're trying so hard to make the world better <laughs> and you you're just enabling the Democrats. Mm-hmm. And so this audio, I mean, it literally could have just been lifted from our show. It's like you wrote it. But thankfully, it comes from Chip Roy, who is a prominent mainstream conservative Republican. I think he's a representative from Texas. He is. And he is asking the question that we ask on this show every single day. What has happened the past 10 months that you would say, well, thank God I voted for the Republicans. Thank God the Republicans are there. What? has changed in this country based on Republicans holding the House of Representatives over the Democrats. Yeah, I think we need to listen to it and then we can comment. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, here's Chip Roy taking a page straight from Rob Kendall. One thing. I want my Republican colleagues to give me one thing, one, that I can go campaign on and say we did. One. Anybody sitting in the complex, if you want to come down to the floor and come explain to me one material, meaningful, significant thing the Republican majority has done besides, well, I guess it's not as bad as the Democrats. (laughs) And that's always their argument, right? It's Mm -hmm. always this Republican fear monger thing. Well, and they they do it here in Indiana all the time, too. Mm -hmm. It isn't just a national thing, Casey. It is right here and it is in cities and towns all across the state and this country. Well, yeah, of course, we we were colossal failures. And, and, you know, we didn't live up to our end of the bargain. But what are you going to do? You're going to vote for the Democrat? You don't want that, do you? He's asking the right question. What the hell have you people done in the past 10 months that you've been here? What promises have you kept that you made to the American people when you ran in 2022? And none of those people can come down there and answer that question because they haven't done anything. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. He's right. He's right. They haven't achieved anything of significance with their majority. I mean, we can't even get a consensus to move forward on the impeachment of Joe Biden. There's been almost no progress on that. Obviously, federal spending remains completely out of control. Inflation, because of federal spending, remains completely out of control. The southern border is still totally insecure. They've done nothing on the IRS agents. I mean, promise after promise after promise 
they have failed to keep, but that is always the way it is with the Republicans. That's always the way it operates. They say all these great things when they want your vote, and then they get in and they get in there and they go, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. Uh, so it's a sad state of the uniparty, right? It, there are, I guess, a few good people there. He potentially is one of them, but that's it exactly. He's one of them, and he's saying, what have you people done? Well, he's one of those people. Well, sure. And and, and I think maybe he's indicting him himself. I, you know, I don't know. But this is why, see, this is why our show is so great, Casey, because we dislike all of these people equally. We have no skin in the game, unlike other radio hosts who might get value on whether these people are their buddies or their friends. Or, or willing to come on their show or, and you know, be interviewed. nice to them. Mm-hmm. Or, oh my gosh, I might not be liked at the Lincoln Day dinner. We don't care at all. We tell you the truth about these people and all of them. The Democrats and the Republicans alike hate you equally. The difference is at least the Democrats are honest about who they are and their intention of where they want to take this country. The Republicans, and this is why we are so mean to the Republicans, they lie to you. They manipulate you. They deceive you. And they're really sociopathic in the way they do it, Casey, because one election cycle after another, it happens over and over and over again. It is 11 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So President Biden had a big day yesterday when he met with the Chinese president, Xi Jinping. They met after months of meetings between their officials. This was aimed at easing tensions between the two nations. Xi said planet Earth is big enough for the two countries to succeed, and one country's success is an opportunity for the other. Biden said that competition should not veer into conflict. We are, and by we, I'm saying America, are essentially solely to blame for the rise of China. And again, it's look in the mirror day on this program. And by look in the mirror day, what I mean is China was nothing until Richard Nixon marched his backside over there in the 1970s and said, we are going to open relations with China. And every year, essentially since, Richard Nixon said, we're going to open relations with the Chinese. We have seen a one-sided relationship where China uses and abuses uh, people of various backgrounds, and and they are willing to kill, they are willing to uh, maim, they are willing to destroy, they have no respect for human life whatsoever, and they're willing to take that uh labor, that forced labor, and create an unfair competitive advantage. And because our politicians are such weak people, we look at that and go, "Uh, yeah, you guys... You, you really shouldn't do that. Yeah, you know, you guys really shouldn't kill the people and you really shouldn't abuse the people and you really shouldn't have the sweatshops. And boy, you know, you, Chi- you Chinese, you, you, you communists, you really better get it in line or there's going to be some ramifications. Nobody in China believes there's going to be any ramifications. The only time they probably remotely believed it was when Trump was president. But other than that, whether it's uh, pick your favorite president of the past 40 years, whether it's Reagan or it's 
it's Bush or Clinton or Bush or Obama up until Trump and now certainly under Biden, they are laughing at us because we are so addicted to cheap stuff that we're not willing to do the stuff necessary in order to actually punish the Chinese. Okay, so they did talk about fentanyl. They did talk about Taiwan. What they didn't talk about was the Chinese spy balloon, anything that happened in Wuhan, the cover-up. They didn't talk about any hacking of uh, American systems. They didn't talk about human rights abuses or spying on Americans. But you mentioned weak. This is your president greeting the Chinese dictator saying, it was a pleasure. Mr. President, it's good to see you again. We've spent many hours together over the last uh, 10 or 12 years, and to host you in the United States is a great honor and a pleasure. you know, he, it's a pleasure. He's glad to see him. You know, we have a cavalcade of uh, producers in here today, mm-hmm. Casey. We're so important. They gave us not one, not two, but three producers today. Yeah. And that intro mm-hmm. that Biden gave Chi sounds exactly like when I saw, I had not seen producer Carl for a very long time until last <laughs> week. And that was the exact intro. I mean, it's like you're dealing with a psychopathic killer, mm-hmm. a complete communist lunatic, and you're acting like... Hey, it's old cousin Earl that that has been, you know, in the Himalayas some somewhere for quite a while doing charity work. And it's great to see you back, cousin Earl. Uh, what the hell is that? Biden says he's looking forward to talking about what the important things, right? No, nope. He was excited about talking about climate change. Mr. President, we know each other for a long time. We haven't always agreed, which was not surprised anyone. But our meetings have always been candid, straightforward, and useful. I've never doubted what you've told me in terms of your candid nature in which you speak. Mm-hmm. I value our conversation because I think it's paramount yeah. that you and I yeah. understand each other clearly, mm-hmm. leader to leader, with no misconceptions or miscommunication. Okay. We have to ensure that competition does not veer into conflict. Yeah. And we also have to manage it responsibly, okay. competition. That's what the United States want yeah. and what we intend to do. We also, I also believe it's a world launch for both of us, okay. candid exchange. We also have a responsibility to our people and the work in the world uh, to work together when we see it in our interest to do so. What are we going to talk and about? A critical global challenge we face from climate change to oh. counter-narcotics to artificial intelligence demand our joint efforts. So I look forward to beginning this discussion, and I welcome you, and the floor is yours, Mr. President. The the floor is his. Of course, he owns it, right? Uh, By the way, such high energy from our president. That's sarcasm, by the way. It's literally a Dave Mason song that broke out there, Casey. So let's leave it alone, because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't ain't no no bad bad guy. guy. It's only you and me, and we just disagree. They they act, again, you act like like it's some distant relative mm-hmm. who maybe there was some family feud that broke out many years ago but at the end of the day we're all going to come back together and it should it in all seriousness it should be very eye-opening to the people of this country of joe biden's worldview because instead of just resoundingly rejecting this guy and the brutal sadistic regime that he represents that in addition to being an immense violator of human rights obviously and a bunch of murderous thugs they also steal 
American copyright. They infringe upon American intellectual property. They abuse everything they come in contact with. And Biden's up there like... Hey, hey Freddie! Yeah, it's hey, great to pal. see you again. Let's have a couple beers. One last clip before we go into commercial break. Here's the Biden advisor screaming at the press to leave the room after Xi's statement. Keep in mind, Biden is making faces at the press. China does not have freedom of the press. Casey, we're going to start walking out now. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 23 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. A video circulated yesterday, Donald Trump visiting his granddaughter's class for Grandparents Day. I thought it was the sweetest thing. What a flex if you're that granddaughter. Hey, here's my grandpa. It's Donald Trump. I noticed in the video, uh, none of the other adults seem to be shocked by his presence. Okay, so this would be my guess. Now, I don't know which grandkid this was, whether it's, you know, if I would guess it's looking at her Ivanka's kid or uh, uh, Eric's but I'm going to guess it's Ivanka's but either way it doesn't matter if your kid attends a school with Trump's grandkids Mm -hmm. probably pretty wealthy Mm -hmm. probably have some semblance of notoriety so probably not all that big a deal I mean it's still okay it's a former president Mm -hmm. but Many of these people probably have spent their lives as socialites or hanging around with other, you know, people of various similarity in terms of wealth or whatever. So probably unlike like if you if he waltzed into a public school, probably not as big a deal. I thought it was nice to see him step away from the grind and spend some time with his grandkid and do normal granddad things. Casey. I don't know if you're aware of this, yeah. but I once interviewed the president. Yes, it, Did was you know a, that? it was a great dream. His words, not mine. Right. And you know, I, look, I, I'm i not going to try to refute. I mean, as someone who rises to the level of the presidency, who am I to stand in their way? Um, but yes, you're right, Casey. And thank you for mentioning it because... In my humility, I hate to bring it up that he did call me a great dream, yeah. and he, and look, I hate to add on to it, but he did say he wished he wished <laughs> sure. every every interview could be just, just like, like this. That. Yeah, he Sorry. also I forgot that part. He also said I really know what's going on out there. Again, mm-hmm. his words, not mm-hmm. not mine. Right. Maybe someday for fun, we'll just play that whole interview in its entirety because there's probably many new listeners As who have we never get closer to the election never actually heard that. Um, but one of the things, and I've told this story about when we got done. The lady who, you know, is kind of like the handler for the interview is like very strict. You have 15 minutes. And if you're not done in 15 minutes, and that includes your takedown time, we will forcibly remove you from the building. And so we get done. And I'm very respectful of the time limit put on. And we get done. And thank you very much. Uh, Mr. You know, it wasn't Mr. President then. It was Mr. Trump. And we get done. And he just keeps talking. Mm-hmm. And the lady who is the handler is getting very angry, giving me a, a very She's mean anxious. look. She wants to keep him on time. You know, she was like Ben Stiller in uh, in Happy Gilmore, running the old people's home, giving the 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 cut across the throat sign. And I'm looking at her like I'm not going to leave. He right. wants to keep talking. And so we just kind of shot the breeze for a few minutes. And one of the things that I told him mm-hmm. is because Trump in person 
is very charming. He is very charismatic. He is highly likable. He had no reason to sit there and talk to me other than his own, like he was genuinely interested. Like he'd already gotten what he wanted, which is the publicity. He'd already yep. done the interview. He was genuinely just super nice. It's not like I was going to be more flattering to him than I already was during the interview. And I told him when we got done, I said, if people saw, if more people saw this side of you, they would have a much different opinion of you but i think he struggles to ever not be entertainer twitter man and i think these are like you just alluded to casey Mm -hmm. opportunities where you see kind of the real guy and the entertainer twitter man it's it's an act. Well, it's it's not uh, missed on me that there's a camera following him into this classroom. So obviously he's using this as publicity. But for he, I, I guarantee you he would do that even if a camera were were not there. Yeah. And uh, the little, little girl looks so proud. She's showing off her desk. And I think it's just nice for him to be able to step away and see what he's working for and it reminded me uh, you and I text throughout the night yes we we talk about what we're going to talk oh, about yes. in the next day show and just as an example last night mm-hmm. as we were texting about Donald Trump and mm-hmm. Chip Roy and Biden I, I I said hey send me a picture of the baby yes because it's just a little reminder of yeah what you're doing it for. I sent you a baby selfie, too. You did. It did. It looked like she was taking a selfie, <laughs> selfie mode, and it was adorable. But it's just one of those things that when you work hard and you keep fighting every day, you need to take a step back and just remember what you're doing it for. Yeah. And it's and it's the family and the people in your life that you love. Yeah, and, and you know what we're doing this show for? We're doing this show to get to a very mustachioed Kurt Darling. I thought he was shaving that thing. Yeah, He boy. said he was shaving it. I Idle promises, idle promises. I never never said I was shaving it. Mm -hmm. I'm growing my beard back. Oh! Oh. (laughs) Well, whatever you're doing, you look... I love the facial hair update. Kurt Darling facial hair update. You look like a million darn dollars, and you've got the news coming up next. (laughs) It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about the lady from Detroit. Rashida Tlaib. It is 935. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Lady's a strong word. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess by birth, like her sex, mm-hmm. yes, she would be a lady, but that's really Woman, where it ends. Yes. Person. It, yeah, really where it ends. Yeah. Because um, she is a, she is really a just nasty human being. Horrific woman. Yes. She's been getting a lot of heat and being criticized over her membership in a Facebook group. But here's why. It's a secret Facebook oh, group. Are you a part of any... Uh, There's secret, red flag number secret one. Facebook groups, Casey? No, I'm like not. Hot broadcasters, <laughs> anonymous or whatever. No, no, okay. no, no secret Facebook oh, groups. Okay, so let me ask you this, because let's just say, obviously, this group is very controversial and people are upset about it and maybe rightfully so, probably rightfully so. I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for everyone until we get to what it is. Okay. However, isn't it a little unbecoming that you would think that a member of the United States Congress would be of a, a part of a secret Facebook a group. A secret anything. Like, yeah, like, right. Wouldn't you think that they would be so busy meeting with, you know, dignitaries mm-hmm. and 
business leaders and community leaders that they would be like, they don't even have time to be on a Facebook, much less be a part of a secret Facebook Making group. the country a better place for their constituents, perhaps? <laughs> no, they're trolling online that with a she, secret social media That group. means she's hanging around mm-hmm. on Facebook yeah. in a secret Facebook group. She just has the tab open whenever she's online. That's all. <laughs> Wants to get the notifications. Whatever. This Facebook group praises Hamas after their terrorist attack. And uh, it's a private group and only members can find it or have access to it. And yeah, they've been praising Hamas for their October 7th invasion of Israel. This really shouldn't be news though, should it, Casey? I mean, she is Team Hamas. You've seen the unhinged speeches that she's made. You've seen the, to the river, to the, from the river to the sea quote, which she knows what that means. She knows what it represents. She mm-hmm. knows that it's promoting the annihilation of of Israel. And so, uh, you know, you hear this. I guess to me it was like, dude, you have enough time to be in a private Facebook group and you're a <laughs> sitting member of Congress? I guess that's what stood out to me. Not that she's some anti-Semite, anti-Israeli leftist radical. That to me, it's like, yeah, duh. Uh, okay, so you mentioned that she's anti-Semitic and this reporter was asking her about this. And I just want to point out the tenacity of this reporter. Listen to this. Congresswoman, do you regret using the phrase from the river to the sea? It's used by terrorists to call for the genocide of the Jewish people. Do you regret using it? The White House says that phrase can be anti-Semitic. Are you anti-Semitic, Congresswoman? Ignores. Are you anti-Semitic, Congresswoman Tlaib? No answer. 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 (laughs) There was that four or five times she asked her the question. Coward. Well, look, and and to bring this all full circle to why, why this matters to you, the listener, these people are now the base of the Democrat Party. These people are the social media influencers of the Democrat Party. These people are the people who Joe Biden is beholden to because they are the people who give the money. They are the people who knock on the doors. They are the people who show up at the events. So it is relevant, even though she's a total nut job and a horrible human being. It is relevant because these people day in and day out have more sway Inside the Democrat Party. Well, not only inside the Democrat Party, but also outside the Democrat National Committee headquarters, like <laughs> last night. So there was, a big they... old, there was a big old get-together last night. Is that right? <laughs> Is that what we're calling um, it, a well, get-together? I, it was a mostly peaceful protest, Sure Casey. it was. Uh, it was a noble cause. Oh, that's it. Did you notice how uh, Tlaib, though, she's acting this entire time, you can't see the video, but she's walking down this hallway, and she's got her cell phone up to her ear, like she's on this phone yeah. call. Sure she is. This is a fake phone call trying to look very important. She couldn't possibly be bothered to answer this question from this reporter about her disgusting behavior. Don't you miss the old days like in the movies or the TV shows where somebody would be pretending to be on the phone and then it would just go beep, 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 beep. We don't have that anymore because of the cell phones. You can totally lie and pretend to be on your phone. Um I'm going to read you. So this was the event that you just alluded to that happened last night. Yeah. Uh, This is from CNN, by the way. So Mm -hmm. you can't say it's, oh, it's Breitbart manipulating the information. Top House Democrats evacuated from DNC headquarters as police clash with protesters calling for Gaza ceasefire. Mm -hmm. So wait a second. You claim to want peace and no violence 
yet you're being so violent that the police have to apprehend you yep. in your protest. Yeah. Uh, Representative Luna was there last night, and she said that uh, her husband, herself, and her newborn were in in her office in the Capitol, which went into lockdown because of the uncontrolled now this, protesters. Now, this sounds like an insurrection, Casey. Yeah. What? It sounds so clearly like, there will be arrests made. Well, I mean, it sounds like mm-hmm. people were attempting to enter illegally uh, in a restricted area and that they were attempting to intimidate and scare members of the United States government and the police had to be called in to, I guess, apprehend or, or deflect these people. I mean, my goodness, I look forward to... Uh, the Gar- Merrick Garland administration mm-hmm. and the DOJ mm-hmm. uh, vigorously pursuing all of these people who are all on camera and pursuing to the ends of the earth justice and to uh, get these people held accountable for insurrection. It's 941. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. First of all, he made a trip to Capitol Hill yesterday. But previously, before that, he was on the Joe Rogan show and he was backtracking after saying he has friends who support Joe Uh Biden. Uh, Let's take a listen to him. When I was a kid, you could have a Republican friend. Like, it it was no big deal. Yes, yes. It's no big deal. Like, oh, Bobby likes George Bush. Who cares? Who gives a You know, you were a supporter of Bill Clinton. He liked George Bush. Nobody cared. Nobody, like, you, you yeah. know, it wasn't like you're a Nazi. Like I'm, a, wouldn't be. I'm a Nazi. I just want lower taxes. That's what <laughs> what are you saying? talking about? How did I become a Nazi? Dude, it's, a, it's the craziest thing. I have friends who support Trump. I have friends who support Biden. I have friends. Do you really have friends who support Biden? I do. <laughs> Come well, on. No, 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 no. Here's, here's what I do. I have, I have friends. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good check because that's important. <laughs> this is important context. They support the Democratic Party. I have friends who are loyal to the party. Yes. Okay, so a couple things. Number one, I'd like to point out, when he was talking about when you were a kid and you could have friends who supported whoever, I'd like to point out that in the third grade, we had a mock class election. Sure. And I, as the leader of the Ross Perot Brigade, was able to deliver <laughs> uh, my Lincoln Elementary third grade class for Ross Perot. You were independent even in the third uh, grade. I'd like to just point that out and make that very clear <laughs> that I, I delivered even when mm-hmm. I was uh, eight or nine years old or whatever that was. Um, however... This is why when people always say, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if The Rock ran for president? Or wouldn't it be awesome if Oprah ran for president? Or Mm -hmm. man, Matthew McConaughey, if he'd just run for governor of Texas. This is why these people never run, because they have no core set of beliefs. They have no core set of convictions. And their whole lives sit around being liked and being agreed to or with by other people. So you saw how he handled that. Yep. And if you're look, if playing you're on, both sides, yeah. If you're on the Joe Rogan podcast, you're going to chuckle about it and move on. And it's but he can't even own up whether he supports Biden or his friends support Biden because he knew he stepped in it and he immediately and you know he does the charismatic rock smile and he's there you know. Being looking like a million dollars like he always does, and you chuckle about it and move on. But now extrapolate that out to abortion. 
hey, Rock, how do you feel about sucking the brains out of a nine-month-old fetus? You're not going to get an answer. Yeah, let's see you smile and chuckle your way out of that one. Well, this is why when these people always go, oh, wouldn't it be great? You have no idea what these people's views are are on anything. You have no idea what The Rock actually thinks on anything. You have no idea what Oprah actually thinks on anything. And this is why they never run. Okay, so he endorsed Biden and Kamala Harris uh, back in the day, got slammed for it. But you mentioned it being liked. And that's the thing exactly. He desperately needs to be liked, which is why he would never run for office. He was posing. He went to Capitol Hill yesterday and he was posing with Chuck Schumer. And somebody was yelling out, hey, Rock, you're going to run for president. You're going to run. You're going to run. And he just ignored the question and stood there smiling because he needs to be liked. And if he picks the wrong side, he's just going to backtrack and act like it never happened. Even the people who really don't care have found it very hard to operate in this world. And by don't care, they still care because they were Hollywood celebrities. Look at Trump. Trump's a great example. Trump kept trying to cut deals with the Democrats and it blew up in his face every time because he lived and he spent all these years in a world where he was air quote liked. He wasn't actually liked, but because he offered money or influence or whatever, these people kissed his backside. Jesse Ventura is another great example where Jesse Ventura ran on the idea of I am I am tough talking, uh, you know, wrestle wrestle guy who was also in the Schwarzenegger movies, right? And it worked for him. And Jesse Ventura actually had some interesting ideas as governor. But once he got in there, he realized, oh my gosh, people just don't kiss my backside and call me body. Can I have your autograph? Now I've got to actually get this done. And after one term, he just said, I'm done with this because it's nothing but a constant, continual headache. These people who come from Hollywood or a sphere, you know, the the the, the wealth sector or whatever, this is why most of the times if they listen to people who they actually trust, they get talked out of it because – there is no way to make everyone happy and they can't stand not doing that. So while he was in D.C. yesterday, he not only met with Chuck Schumer, but he also met with uh, Senator Dick Durbin from Illinois and they talked about military recruitment. So don't be surprised if you start seeing The Rock in military recruitment uh, ads. No doubt he'll be doing it for free out of the goodness of oh, his heart. sure he he'll will. He'll also be joining yeah. us for the uh, Salvation Army Radiothon later oh, this year. Of course year. he will. <laughs> There'll be they, no money exchanged. They also <laughs> talked about the XFL, but can you imagine uh, if he were to run for president, what a chasm difference that is between Joe Biden and The Rock. It's like the the oldest, weakest, feeble guy versus him. Yeah, but, but here's what's interesting about all of that. Okay, so The Rock, The Rock persona is, you know, do you smell what I'm cooking? Hey, it's the people's elbow. It's The Rock bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, that doesn't work when you're running for president the same way as, you know, Jesse Ventura ran as I ain't got time to bleed. Mm-hmm. Well, buddy, when you're in elected office, that's all you do is bleed. And so uh, you we people vision, envision people running for public office as you see them in reality. That's why Trump appealed to so many people was he was so old and so rich. He simply didn't care whether he was liked. And he was. Mm-hmm. He was Apprentice Guy. He was Twitter Guy. And that's why people are like, oh my gosh, somebody who talks like me, somebody who acts like me, somebody who don't give any craps like me. I like this guy. Yeah, well, The Rock does care, and that's the problem with him running for office. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. The cars are moving like a half a mile an hour. Good morning, 9.51. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
Let's talk about Jonathan Isaac. This guy plays for the Orlando Magic. He's a forward. He's preparing to uh, start the 23-24 NBA season. It's his seventh since he was drafted in 2017. Hasn't had an easy career. He had a knee injury that uh, took him out for a few seasons. But this is the guy who refused to kneel for the national anthem during the BLM protests. He refused to get the jab. Yeah. Took a lot of heat for both of those things. And now he has come out and he's releasing a basketball sneaker. And very important to put out uh, here because, well, we see race in everything these days, Casey. He is black. Oh, yes, he is. And so that, so uh, you can't say it was racist that he refused to, uh, well, I guess you could say it, but uh, that would be a fun argument to try to win, that his refusal to, to kneel. And uh, you, you make an interesting point here. So if you're going to believe in things, then you got to support the people who have the platform who believe in the things that you believe in. Now, uh, poor people like me who can barely afford shoes, we buy shoes based on price. But a very wealthy person like you, Casey, mm-hmm. who uh, when you get home, your pool in the back of your house is filled with $100 bills. You, <laughs> I'm sure, could readily afford these. You're funny. I don't have a pool. Uh, but John- oh, that's right. It's on, the, it's on the top of your high rise you live in. I'm sorry. Sure, sure it is. It's on the roof. Uh-huh. Um, so, but Jonathan Isaac, he's releasing these basketball sneakers. It'll be interesting to see how he does against, uh, you know, people like Michael Jordan and the and the big time Nike. But the thing that is different about his sneakers is he has included a Bible verse. Oh, I love that. On every Very pair. Good. And the commercial came out and he explains a little bit about why he did it. To live bold means standing up for what you believe in. What would it look like to give people the freedom to wear their values on their feet and just have that freedom to say, this is who I am, this is what I stand for. Making a decision to be authentically you, no matter what anybody has to say about it, no matter what anybody thinks, no matter what you may face or come up against. Who you are is not defined by what you do, how good you are at something. Who you are is defined by striving to become a better version of yourself. This is the first basketball sneaker with a visible Bible verse on the outside. And I tried my best to come up with Bible verses that were important to me and spoke to my journey and spoke to who I am as an individual. When it comes to the encore performance of the shoe, what I absolutely needed to be was a real basketball sneaker. And so it's robust, it is strong. I, I think it's great. I think he's going to struggle because I don't think you're going to get a lot of mainstream marketing or promotion for that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's great. I think he's out there, and I think it's awesome. He's wearing his beliefs, in this case, not on his sleeve, but on his shoes. I think it would be really interesting if he could make it so that people could pick their Bible first, that it, they want oh, on there the you sneaker. Go. Now, I know that that would be up. Uh, <laughs> a lot of work. Yes. But I think that would be really popular because uh, people would like to make it personal. Two things yeah. before we go to a, a break. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, I watched something yesterday that I must tell everybody about. What? It's old, but you know, I'm old, so mm-hmm. I'm behind the times and slow to get to this, but it isn't, hasn't been really like mass marketed as far as I'm aware. This, this, it's a documentary. It's called Perfect Bid, The Contestant Who Knew Too Much. And it's about this dude who spent his whole life learning about prices on the prices right 
and used to go to the game shows and was one of the people in the mm-hmm. audience who would yell out prices and all the people that he helped win on the prices right. That sounds interesting. Oh, it was fascinating. It was from 2017, but it was great. I accidentally stumbled on an article about this guy mm-hmm. and then went and watched the documentary. It was fabulous. So it's on Peacock right now. Perfect bid, the contestant who knew too much. The prices are much elevated now. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I mean, this <laughs> but this guy in the like yeah. early 90s was awesome. All right, when we come back, mm-hmm. we have such a big interview. Um, this is so important. We have a huge update on the special needs student in Brownsburg who was forced to eat his own vomit. His attorneys are going to be with us. This is this whole case is gross. The school system out in Brownsburg is gross. Big updates coming up next. There's more developments. You're going to want to listen to it. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC.